We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse. Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Fifth Column Podcast. This is your weekly return. Oh, uh, Donald Trump is getting indicted. He's getting indicted. That's why we're here. We're here to talk yeah. about the fact that the president, former president of the United States, the real president of the United States, yeah, been in, he's been in, <laughs> he's getting indicted. Did you know there's a thing? The Arpotus thing is that right? Yeah, yeah. Arpotus is a yeah, thing. So What's like that? the crazy dude from Louisiana, the Congress guy who said yeah. Kennedy. The uh, insane tweet that I sent. Oh, 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 that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Congress, he was I think it was Senator. Yeah. Um, he had all these like catchphrases about like you know wash the bridges. Yeah. What does and, that mean? Uh, it's it's like literally like you know uh, know where the uh, the choke points are for when when uh, when the shit goes down. What? And our POTUS means real POTUS, which is a reference to Trump. And, and but he. Watch the bridges. Yeah. yeah, I'll read it to you. Keep talking about what oh you're talking God. about. Yeah, I you love. can keep introducing us. I'm just saying that that's going on. <laughs> this has been a hell of a week. Um, we we already knew that the uh, the AI apocalypse was upon us, and we're all going to die, and you'll lose your job because of the computers coming to life and Skynet going online. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the UFOs, as we now know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we now know. now we, we know. know. Now we know that there are bodies and fully intact <laughs> UFOs that have been. <laughs> it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> First time I've ever tried the Tucker Law. <laughs> it's the Kyle Dunnigan version of the Tucker Law. <laughs> oh my God. Now we know that there are bodies, yeah. and fully intact UFOs, which the United States has sure. in its possession. Maybe as many as a dozen. Yeah. And uh, now we know that. They're weird. They were, they were saying they're all Cadillacs. They were like, <laughs> they, they like bounce. They got their. Well, no, I mean, it's actually, it's actually more like Scientology. You remember, like when you uh, when South Park did the thing with Xenu. Turns yeah. out all of the the alien spaceships look exactly like seven forty sevens. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing yeah. because there's no fucking air in yeah. space. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would they need wings yeah, yeah, yeah. and all sorts of other aerodynamics? Well, they gotta come things. down here. When they uh, come down yes. here, they need the wings. Yes, and they can build crafts to get here, but they can't build like retractable. <laughs> oh wings. my gosh! So yeah, so yeah. Apparently, Science. the aliens are real, and now Donald Trump has been indicted, and this is the biggest news of the day. Many people have been waiting on this for a very long time, and I know most of you are eager to hear our perspectives. And by our, I mean Matt Welch and Michael Moynihan. Mm-hmm. I think I already said I'm Camille Foster, but if you don't know that, well, I suppose now you Maybe know you that. should be indicted. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be indicted. So this is the tweet from Representative Clay Higgins. And so oh, the best representative. It's, it's <laughs> one of those Higgins. You ever notice yeah. that a, a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, MAGA's finest, uh, they're always like a rep this, and they yeah. uh, are not no. anywhere. Yeah. Not even like a, like a state house Vermont <laughs> rep, of which is 5,000. Uh, but this is an actual, honest to God, congressman. And there's a real special Olympics happening among backbencher GOP uh uh, it's an opportunity for them to get to the front of the bench, they it, think. Absolutely. They think. So he says, President Trump said he has, quote, been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m., end quote. And he goes on, this is a perimeter probe from the oppressors. What? Hold. I don't even know what that means. Our POTUS has this. Mm, okay. Buckle up. 150K. Know your bridges. Rock steady calm. Mm-hmm. That is all. Do you, it, I, I think what? it's actually a myth that when somebody's having a seizure, you put a wallet in their mouth. <laughs> but somebody's got to check on that guy because I think he might be having a, some sort of seizure or something. I mean, obviously, is he playing for Twitter Blue? Does he have a blue check mark? Check. Because deciding to write an email, uh, a tweet that short now is a choice. Yeah, yeah, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I don't see a blue. I don't see a blue. Oh. But I don't even know what those things. Mean. You should probably upgrade. It means that you can tweet forever. You yeah. Can just write some really long messages. Endless tweets. Which will allow you to not 
tweet like Q, but maybe that's what he's going for. Yeah. yeah. R POTUS. I didn't yeah, know that. Do you was remember, by, by the way, you just said something that was interesting. I, you said Q. Do you remember when, um, particularly the publication I used to work for, used to write endlessly about QAnon? It was like oh, a yeah. constant, like, you would imagine the there'd be QAnon. a lot of QAnon stuff that yeah. I didn't see today, but I haven't seen anything because I think that was just a brief. A uh, blip in the really? mental illness of America. But I, I thought it was going to be the building. Now, yeah, yeah. Man. I guess it's inside the building. Mm. But they've allowed this to happen. But this is all part of the plan. They have all this language. Buckle <laughs> up. What was the one? They were like, uh, "The storm is uh, has risen" or some some really dumb thing. In my pants. Yeah, the yeah. storm is coming. Um, but anyway, yeah, Donald Trump has has been. Indicted. Um, we you guys, you guys all this, right? all, uh, all read the indictment. I read most of it. Yeah, I was it's pretty gripping reading. It's pretty good reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when I think I it has its it, moments. It has its moments. But Jonathan Turley, uh huh, law professor Jonathan Turley, who has like Donald Trump was once videotaped punching a baby in the face, and Jonathan Turley was like, you know what? That's self defense. <laughs> <laughs> he he's like forever on Trump's side on and, Fox and stuff. on Fox, and he said today that he thought the indictment was extremely damning. Yeah. And that the, uh, I think he said the evidence is overwhelming um, or something is overwhelming. I, maybe he's just overwhelmed by everything. Yeah. But when Jonathan Turley is saying something is extremely damning, you know you're probably in a tough position, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it just as a narrative and as the way that they present it, that they clearly have tapes or interviews of people saying the thing, yeah, including and Trump, Donald Trump saying the thing, Donald Trump yeah. especially saying the thing. Um, then it shouldn't have this. <laughs> should have been mine. It's I like, can't even. I, I should have declassified, but I can't. I can't anymore. Can't. So yeah. you can't see this yeah. unless you. I mean, if you sit over there and kind of yeah. look at it from a distance, <laughs> then maybe you can see. But it's probably wrong. But it yeah. definitely proves that I'm right. And like you know, Millie is uh, is uh, is full of crap or whatever. Um, no, it like it shows intent. That was always the biggest thing when yeah. in the writing on this, and I always recommend Jacob Sullum of uh, Reason because he's a very like a clear thinker. He despises Trump, but he, desp he despises Biden and everybody else too. Um, and one of the thing in all of Trump's uh, various criminal uh, uh, escapades is intent. Like, does he have any idea that this is a crime? Yeah. Because it's Trump. He's crazy. <laughs> he just says crazy shit and believes crazy shit all the time. Um, but uh, the indictment takes great pains to show moments even before he was president, and this is a little bit more dicey of him like making statements about Hillary yeah. Clinton's handling of the classic, but that's I think to show that he was mindful that there were were rules. Yeah. Um and but like he was mindful while in the act of uh you know, allegedly um uh ordering his own minions to move boxes out of the room while he was under subpoena for those boxes that mm -hmm. contained uh stuff. Um he was mindful and was saying things that were taped in some way that they uh, put in the indictment. So it shows intent. Can I read the accounts from the indictment? Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. Better than me it's it's kind it. of insane. Um, and I'm just going to, these are the summaries. They're, in some cases will be slightly more detailed transcripts buried further in, but here's uh, number six here. On two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows. A, in July, 2021, Trump national golf course, uh, or Trump National Golf Club yeah. in New Jersey. Much better. Uh, it in says, Edmonds, uh, yeah. during an audio recorded meeting with a writer, and this, mm -hmm. this recording was taken with Trump's permission. Yeah, he for the Mark, for Mark Meadows' book. Recorded. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he's with, the, with a writer, um, publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom 
uh, had security clearances. Trump showed and described a plan of attack, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's sec- <laughs> that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals. It's funny how Trump is always all caps bold. Well, that's the way I, I know, it. but it's just funny because of the consequence and because of Trump. Yeah, and the word is Trump. It's also his name. Anyways, Trump told the individuals that the plan was, quote, highly confidential and, quote, secret. Trump also said, (laughs) quote, as president, I could have declassified it, unquote. Could have. And Trump also said, quote, now I can't. You know, but this is is still secret, unquote. I mean, are you kidding me? This is the next one in August or September 2021. If you're in that room and you're not even if you're a journalist, you're like, let me see that shit. Let me see it. Like, show it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. (laughs) In August or September of 2021 at the, uh, the Bedminster Club, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee now who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation, and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative. He's aware. And that the representative should not get too close. What the fuck? What's going on here? And, and we, I, are we making light of this? Yes. Yes, we are on mm-hmm. some level. But also this is this is important. It's consequential when the former president of the United States is facing indictment. He's also the principal opponent of the current, the current, uh, uh, inherent, uh, in incumbent, incumbent, of the incumbent. Yeah. But also I was looking for something else. The, the current occupant of the yes. white house. Yeah. That's the word. I'm Occupier. Occupier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's not, he's not our post. Like this is, this, this <laughs> makes it a big deal, but my the reason why Trump is being indicted here, and it's certainly possible for someone to try and find a kind of political angle on this and say, but for it being Donald Trump, they probably wouldn't be doing this. I don't know about that. Like Donald Trump brazenly, broke the law. There is a brazen disregard for the law. And if you read the indictment, there appears to be like just this inveterate lying that is taking place when asked about these things. Yeah. It's not directing people to do things that are illegal and and admitting openly that I'm doing something here and I shouldn't be doing it. I'm going to do it anyways. He's been doing it for 50 years (laughs) and he gets away with it. And also really relevantly to it, um, it is while he is under subpoena and under investigation, which he knows about when he's being asked, you need to produce this because we've seen that you haven't produced this stuff. Please produce it now. Then he's saying some of this stuff or, or making some of these orders. So it's not just, I mean, he could have, this doesn't, this doesn't happen if he complies with the order in yeah. whatever it was, March, 2022, which is like what Mike Pence did. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. Joe Biden did too. Joe Biden did. If, yeah. if, even if, uh, uh, you know, even if he gives the first uh, batch of boxes that uh, contain classified documents in it, and they suspect it's not the whole thing. Um, you know, he they could have searched the the premises and and found more, which is kind of what they did at the Biden thing. And they said, uh-huh. "Sure, come on in, take anything you want, and go." That could have happened. Yeah, he chose for that not to happen. And the indictment kind of spells out moments of behavior in which they're in the middle of compliance or response to, I should say, the subpoena, 
and he's sort of ordering behavior. And that behavior also includes take boxes out of the room that they're coming to get Mm -hmm. and put them over there. Yeah. And then we're going to have another lawyer (laughs) sign a thing that like, no, all the boxes were here and we gave them to you. So cool. Um, That's, that's different. That's not. That lawyer, I believe was a former OAN host. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm serious. Yeah. There's a lot of ex-Trump lawyers. That's good. It's a ranks that are growing. Uh, Well, two resigned today, right? Yeah. Yeah. There were two resignations. It's not clear why they resigned. It may be, might be that if. I think they both said was coming. Down, shit. They like would leave. Um, one of them did say that there were some internal um, disagreements, uh, but on yeah. hiding boxes, he lost. I think lost a couple of lawyers. Also, the same thing happened in the or is happened Ning in the uh, New York case too. Like the lawyers that prep you for the case aren't necessarily the ones who mm-hmm. are taking you to the next stage. But also, I have a tendency to believe that he churns through lawyers pretty quick. Yeah. It's, I mean, you can, you can verify that. Yeah. Something, the number of lawyers, yeah. something bad happens. And then you just yeah. start to blame the lawyers as, as if this is not entirely your fault. There was another funny moment. By the way, in, Trump did refer to uh, Jack Smith as a deranged psycho. <laughs> the special counsel is a deranged psycho. <laughs> right. This seems like a good way of going forward. But he does yeah. look a little bit eye twitchy. Did you see his uh, a, a very terse uh, two minute and mm-hmm. 40 second announcement today? Um, a little bit of him was was doing the little uh, Pink Panther uh, inspector, whatever the guy. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I want to so, point out that this is on Truth Social, but and of course in classic uh Trump fashion. All caps. He well, he capitalizes things like Washington Post when they're talking about race. It's just how <laughs> start capitalizing things. His wife is a capital Trump capital hater, just as he is a Trump hater. M dash a deranged quote unquote psycho. Like, why is it in quote? I just don't <laughs> understand why he chooses to put things in quotes. Like, because you know, for the rest of us, it looks like it's not. He's not really a psycho. He's like a psycho, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Scare quotes. But yeah, psycho. so it's it's terrific. Yeah, the the bit in the uh, indictment where there are the two Trump employees who are discussing moving boxes for a party because apparently they had the boxes stacked in some sort of yeah. ballroom or conference room. They're like, yeah, maybe you could move those, and um, they're like, no, don't move those. Those are those are the big guys, like special documents, not the big guy. They just call him yeah, Trump. Yeah, the big yeah. guy is obviously Joe Biden. That's a but, joke. but by the way, it's Although all, it may be true. Wait, it's all it's stuff, probably yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. That's, what call, that's what they call them in Ukraine. Um, wait, but the, just to be clear about this, uh-huh. they were having a party. Is that right? There was some sort of event that was going to happen, and, and they part needed of this more party space. Is going to be held in a place where, he holds where he's just holding these boxes from. It's kind of a big property. The it's just Department the of bo- Energy, the Department of Defense. Well, the uh, thing is, the boxes contain yeah, yeah, all all manner of stuff, as the indictment describes. Like Trump, over the course of his presidency, is just kind of collecting shit. Like he'll see newspaper clippings. He'll have like old bubblegum mm-hmm. wrappers. Shove them into the box. I just went. Oh, I gotta save that. This is time great. capsule. And and also <laughs> also highly yeah. confidential Department of Defense document. Oh, I gotta save this. I'm just yeah, shoving yeah. it in the fucking box. So he just shoves it all in the boxes and then takes but the boxes. He with does him. himself, right? Because that yeah. was yes. one of the things yes. that they said. Well, you know, somebody could have done this with. And but according to the indictment, he was the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the in the Oval Office, like well, I'm gonna put this. <laughs> I'm gonna pack this myself. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't do a lot of labor himself so that's pretty curious he he changed his summer travel plans so that he can oversee 
um, the operation of which boxes were going to stay in the room and which ones <laughs> oh were going to leave the room. That's not helpful. Uh, I mean, well, and I'm I'm not even I know. I'm not even. I wonder if the boxes are actually labeled, like what the filing system is for uh, this. You'll see later in the indictment that there was a whole moment where they changed the labels of the boxes. Oh, uh, so it wouldn't uh, be obvious. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't didn't yeah. say why From or the what. Summer Palace. Yeah, <laughs> what exactly it, it meant. I just love the fact that it's like uh, the bill of particulars, like the first thirty one counts mm-hmm. are. Uh, refer to specific files and they characterize them in a, in a sentence or a clause. And it's like the nuclear capabilities of a friendly rival country. Yeah. It's like, it's not to hold on to that. It's not small stuff. Yeah. You want to keep that. It's like, you know, the ongoing status of an active military operation. And I guarantee you that that's Israel too, which has never admitted to having a nuclear program. I'm sure he has <laughs> stuff like that. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good material. It's right? good material. And you got it lying around a uh, haphazardly. One thing, I mean, we're all tilting in the direction of Trump pretty obviously broke the law, which he pretty obviously broke the law. Let's it, not. It seems, it seems that way. Um, seems if pretty, the details of the indictment bear out, yeah. but let's, there are so, in fact these audio recordings and they haven't been generated. In yeah. Yeah. And let's always remember that we're seeing the best version of, of the prosecutor's story. And all along we've been seeing all kinds of leaks that are presumably coming. But we're from also the not seeing the stuff that is, you know, ultra secret, right? I mean, if there's any documents in Correct, there that yeah. are like really, really holy shit, yeah, this is detailed. How you know the Israelis took the Natanz nuclear facility offline? They're not going to tell you that mm-hmm. in the true. indictment. That's so true. It could so, be even worse in some ways. It could be, you know, and again, this could be just their best foot forward. But you know, not making any radical judgments about this, which nobody seems capable of doing. But at the same time, it does look bad. It right? looks bad. So my question, but my <laughs> it question- really bad. I'm going to take a, a, a little bit of- a also a little bit funny. Skeptical civil libertarian case, right? So these things are, <laughs> those those 31 counts, if I'm not mistaken, which are all basically, you know, you're- 37, right? There's 37 total, 38, 37 to 38. But the first 31 are uh, just the, yeah, individual the, yeah, cases of things. Of, yeah, I think yeah, all sure. those 31 are um, technically under the Espionage Act, yeah. um, which is a bad name for a bad law. But like, uh, it's what he's doing there is not espionage. It's just no. that he's mishandling classified documents that he uh, probably, I think we can say, he definitely shouldn't be having. It's a question of what is the, the remedy or the penalty for it. I'm but- keeping in mind, by the way, um, and to, <clears throat> before you get back to that, is that um, there were, because no one can just take this as it is. You have to do all the heavy, heavy breathing that, people who have insane websites like the Palmer Report. I don't even know what this is. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a suggestion from some real psychos that like, Maybe he was selling this stuff uh, to yes, a foreign there was a lot of that. It's like, well, yeah. the, none of that seems not, to be not, that's not nothing about it. With Trust me, you, that would be the, that'd be number that one would be it. line item if it was in the indictment. So he's obviously in bad financial shape. He needs to sell the nuclear yeah, yeah, codes just, to the Russians. Yeah, no, he's yeah. just a fucking idiot. <laughs> All you, <laughs> that's stop it. Occam's razor is he's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, and, and, and also an idiot who doesn't listen to anyone telling him like, I don't, maybe you shouldn't, that's yeah. against the law. Uh, so, but my question Big is- secrets. Check them out. <laughs> Perhaps this is for Moynihan because he's the biggest bomb of all neocon in the room uh, so far until Camille like oh, laps him one of these days. Um, uh, you just have an expectation that this is coming. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Great. We see pendulums swing in your life. And <laughs> I'm going to convert to Islam and you're going to become a neocon. Camille's just going to be nothing except black on black crime in Chicago like, like yeah. five years from now. Yeah. He's finally going to recognize Wow, we're killing black- each other. <laughs> yeah. we, we won't stop. Yeah. Can't we just look yeah. in the mirror and understand that is your brother? Yeah. yeah. And when he starts saying that, I'm like, is he putting things in girls' drinks? <laughs> because when people say that shit, 
Next thing you know, you're asleep. Got to pull up the pants. At his comedy show. Well, I'm pulling them down. Um, uh, no, but like my question is, so when you see the pictures of the spilled box. Yeah. yeah. It, this time it wasn't spilled by like photographers trying yeah, to make him look yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It just was spilled because he wasn't paying attention to the fucking boxes in Mar-a-Lago in rooms that have access to everybody. But like, what is the worst case scenario? Let's be Rachel Maddow for a second. That spilled box includes some piece of information about a rival's nuclear capability. What what do we imagine happens next that is terrible? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, not much because- Honestly, like, like what is the mechanism uh, 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 for the bad stuff? Honestly, not much because I mean, what people are forgetting about is a recent news story, right? In a recent news story that a 22-year-old kid at- uh, you know, in the Air National Guard in oh, yeah. Cape Cod yeah. was literally in possession of actual secrets that were, uh, you know, compromising and mm-hmm. pe- we had to change things up because of them. And he's a 22 year old kid sharing this stuff on Discord, yeah. right? I mean, th- this stuff is like, it's not a matter, there's overclassification, right? Which is what Daniel Patrick Moynihan talked about. Uh-huh. I totally agree with this. But there's also the accessibility to stuff that actually should be classified. And it's not just Trump. It's like literally kids, like children. Uh He's like 20 something years old. He's like one year out of being able to drink. And he's on Discord being like, guys, look at this shit that I found on the computer. He's like on the copy (laughs) machine. And it's about where all the Ukrainian uh, artillery positions are. It's like, wait, how do you have access to this? So the secret stuff, you know, it's lying around and people could get it. People from Russia, people from... Well, yeah, sure. I don't know how that's going to happen. Trust I mean, me. Someone, I saw someone uh, doing the heavy breathing, spe- breathing speculation, which me is plausible enough. Is that if you're a foreign adversary, you're going to be spending your people to Mar-a-Lago? Of course, of course, of course. That shit's going to be leaking. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, yeah, but there, I mean, there's also they're sending um, a lot of people to do a lot of things, usually in just a cyber way. And God knows that our capabilities have been compromised, particularly by the Chinese. I mean, there's that was that company. The Red Chinese, was it Mandiant or something? That's in all these reports about how the Chinese have hacked into almost everything. Yeah, I mean, that is obviously problematic. You don't want that stuff lying around. Do we have any evidence that it that it was accessed by anyone? Not at the moment. Do we think that it could be something that would be an actual problem? It, uh, I mean, possibly. entirely, entirely, entirely possible. possible. I mean, I, I suspect possible. the nuclear codes had, had been changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, but but the possibility the cutting a new key yeah. like somewhere somewhere in Arlington, Virginia, right now. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think it's a special key. I can't cut it. It's but entirely possible. It's a, it's yeah. possible, but you know, the nuke stuff. I mean, when it comes to like foreign adversaries particularly because we spy on our foreign adversaries um, and And we spy spy on us Mm -hmm. us, and particularly because we spy on our foreign allies, right? We all know this stuff, but it's a matter of what we're getting and when, like if anything like that is out there, that's a problem, right? It'd be a problem if it's like, this is what we know. And and, and even that was the case with, um, with this kid, like this kid in Massachusetts in Cape Cod is, you know, putting online information that we know that the, uh, the intelligence community knows that the intelligence community in Israel, the Mossad, is somehow involved in the street protests. We didn't get the details of what that was. But the fact that a kid knows this and that is available, and, you know, because we say top secret. Top, top secret is the lowest kind of level on those documents. Top secret is uh, how many It's million? also a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. One of the Zucker <laughs> brothers uh, underrated weirdly both Nazi and East German movie. It's, so it's, good. it's confused. Especially the Frenchman. Uh, yeah. But, um, chocolate mousse. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so there's like a lot of p- p- potential there. 
We don't know what it is. And I wonder how that will be handled. Um, and I don't know the, the processes for kind of teasing that stuff out. Because what we saw in the Cold War, for instance, is that we could have convicted a number of people, mm -hmm. put them in prison, but we did not want to put that stuff in front of a judge, uh, particularly stuff that, oh. you know, the, the code that was broken that became known as Venona, um, which was a, was breaking Soviet codes. And we found out about Alger Hiss that way. We had this enormous conversation, debate, Richard Nixon, pumpkin papers, you know, Hiss claiming until he died that he was innocent. The Nation magazine writing endlessly about this and a couple of cables in Venona that pretty clearly suggest that Hiss was a Soviet agent. But that stuff could not be released publicly. It was, wasn't released publicly until the 90s when it was declassified. But the thing about Trump saying these should be declassified, I can do it. That is kind of true, right? I mean, he can do that magically as president, as he points out himself. He's apparently aware of this, that he can't do that in his post-presidency. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing is that if you declassify a document, and no one's really mentioning this, then it's declassified. If it's the most, should be really, really classified, he says, I want to keep this, so therefore it's declassified. If there is another copy of that, if that thing is returned somehow, and it's hyper-secret, it is now declassified. It is now accessible to people who can ac access declassified documents. I mean, there's a reason for classification. It's wildly overused. Mm -hmm. We're wildly overclassified. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, there is ultimately a need for some level of classification. So we just don't know what this stuff is. Mm -hmm. but, but when, I don't think we'll ever really find out. It, it, sound, it sounds worse than I think what the, our, I don't know if it was us, but but people were speculating who were being like appropriately skeptical before uh -huh. they were imagining like, look, he just throws shit in the box. He's not paying attention. Mm -hmm. It's kind of careless. Um, and at least the way that the indictment is presented, it looks a lot less careless, well, at least in some, in some sure. I mean, I suppose in my, from my perspective, it seems at a minimum, at least a lot more brazen, um, whether or not he was, you know, well, this looks crazy dangerous. I'm going to keep this. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it just, it seems the characterization of it and even the way that people in the circumstance, including himself, talk about it, it, it seems a hell of a lot more careless than malicious. Um, but I, I don't know. It's hard to say because, again, we don't know. And he's, do, wa he's waving these things around to, to yeah, prove to impress that people. he's right. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to impress people. his yeah. antagonist yeah. was wrong. Yes. His antagonist who is saying this in the press right now is like, I got the thing yeah. to show you that he's wrong. That sounds to me- Which does suggest he can he find does, things. He doesn't have- I don't think he's got an encyclopedia next to him. I think yeah. a little bit of this is like- I'm going to take that one. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. For yeah. sure. There's Why a, he does that, I mean, ultimately doesn't really matter, does yeah. it? Yeah. I'd say that's right yeah. on some level. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, it, if, it, if, it it if he shouldn't if have it, he shouldn't have it. Well, I right? suppose it matters if he wants to sell it to the Saudis or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, and also but, in the same way that, you know, I see a lot of this in clips that I've seen um, from some of the more deranged uh, people on Fox. There's actually some reasonable people like Martha McCallum pushing back on the completely psychotic Mark Levin screaming for 15 minutes about, you know, how this is a setup. But the first instinct is always to talk about Joe Biden, mm -hmm. uh, to talk about Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. to talk about why there's this double standard. Okay, you can have that conversation, but you let's that's, that's kind of what aboutism. So let's keep that separate. That's and let's right. talk about the end. Yeah. At the end, we can have this conversation. Is there a political bias? that you? It wouldn't be hard to convince me that there's a political bias in the Department of Justice or in the FBI, et cetera. But the point is, is that if you tried to do this to railroad Ronald Reagan, you couldn't mm -hmm. because he doesn't have his socks stuffed full of documents and he's not <laughs> sure. showing people like, uh, check it out, we got these. It's like, no, he's not doing that, right? He makes it so easy for his opponents 
to, you know, dominate him, to humiliate him, and to ultimately have him arrested mm -hmm. or have him indicted. But, you know, the thing about it is that it, it, forget about all the other stuff. That is worth of a conversation, why yeah. this isn't happening, because there are, there are meaningful differences. But the most important thing is to say, is this true or not? Is it against the law or not? And, and I would say to his um, uh, sycophants, like, if Joe Biden did this, you would not be so forgiving. No, well, it's this. Yeah, that's very true. And I, I suppose. And we should brazenly saying this is what yeah. I shouldn't be doing. And I'm doing it. And it's on tape. Yeah. yeah but, you think that, but you stand back just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're obsessed <laughs> with Hunter Biden, who's not the president. Um, and maybe, maybe he took $5 million. Maybe his, Joe took $5 million. We'll find out. I think a on, lot of the- He's the, under special counsel investigation too. Too, yeah, I, yeah. I do think yeah. a lot of the people who are very breathless at the moment though, like who are like, this is dangerous. I can't believe that this was happening. Yeah. Some of the same people were almost certainly dismissing the Hillary Clinton email sure. scandal stuff. And if you go back and listen to Comey's um, remarks where he's talking about uh, what they actually found- as they made the referral to the Justice Department, along with the recommendation not to prosecute, which is very important. We can talk about that in a little more detail if we want. Like he's describing the activity and says it is almost certainly the case that like mm -hmm. foreign actors had gotten a hold of some of this stuff because at a minimum, the people who she was emailing with who were not cleared to receive this, this kind of material, their stuff could have been compromised. And in some cases, I believe he said was compromised. So there were legitimate concerns about that. And there were there were weird behaviors like handing over 30,000 emails that probably included some classified material and then deleting everything else only to have them late investigators later discover, oh, there was more classified material in the deleted material. It's more dangerous to send That's a kind emails, of obstruction by the way, too. than it is to put them on a truck and send sure. them to mar lago sure. Far more dangerous, I would say. Much more dangerous. And to, to maintain that server for a, for a long time. Um, but, but again, there doesn't seem to be anything as, at least that we know of, as mendacious as what the Trump, as what Donald Trump was doing here, where he is literally showing the documents to people just for the purposes of showing off, where his staffers are moving the boxes around. And apparently from the description in the indictment, it's kind of looking through it to see what's there. There's one quote where they described the, the document box as um, the beautiful mind paper boxes. Yeah, that's one of the Trump <laughs> people that said that. <laughs> beautiful mind paper boxes to give you a visual <laughs> pretty funny, description yeah, just yeah. how insane yeah, yeah, these boxes yeah. must have been. Oh yeah. my God. I just yeah. I, I finally get that. Yeah, yeah, the movie, Beautiful Mind. Yeah. <laughs> but he's jumping up and down on his bed and he's like, he's got his shirt cocking and, 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 yeah, and he's just I mean the music sheets. I mean, yeah. and, and the exchange it, is crazy. Writing on the wall. Yeah, no, There's it is. still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is. Is it only his papers he cares about? There's some other stuff in there that are not papers. Again, looking through the box. Yeah. Could that go into storage? Yeah. Or does he want everything like in there sandwich. on the property? <laughs> How many McDonald's a manger sandwich? <laughs> no, it's in the be, shower. It's yeah. going to be a McDonald's cheeseburger wrap. <laughs> it's like, it's like one, so like one very hard chicken nugget. The like staining <laughs> document. The response. Like ring <laughs> grease stain. The response is, yeah, yes, anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to storage. Want to take a look at the space and start moving tomorrow morning? Yeah, that sounds okay. great. Let's That's do that. Fine. Yeah, just move the classified documents. Seems exactly the, how put them in the shower. All of this shit should work. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert in this stuff. But like, you'd be like, I just store it in the bathroom, and then. But my my favorite is is um, 
The uh, MSNBC, by the way, was uh, ran the ratings table last night. Did they uh, beat really? everybody? Wow. Yeah, you know, you want to see the you victory, see the victory, victory lap. lap that these yeah. people are ta- taking, and uh, the uh, like repugnant Nicole Wallace, who I think is like the most horrible person on cable, um, <laughs> who literally, if uh, it reminds me of that Simpsons uh, episode where the like the, the in, they're in space and the the uh, ant. Farm breaks out and and uh, Kent Brockman <laughs> thinks the ants have taken over. Oh, yeah, He's yeah. like, I welcome my new ant overlords. <laughs> yeah. That is Nicole Wallen. She's <laughs> like, it doesn't matter who's in power. She's like, you know what? Uh, who's who's signing my own today? That's uh, who's signing my paycheck. So she says that this, uh, uh, which th- nothing has been more incorrect in the sentence that this quote calls out for a Rachel Maddow dramatic reading of the court filing. No, it doesn't. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, she, of course, uh, does such, and they're all uh, you know full of glee and Yucking mirth and Schadenfreude. But the funny thing about this is that she's just like taking this victory lap. But it's almost, <laughs> to use a bad sports analogy, it's almost as if like you know. I'm 0 for 100, and I just ripped one over the fence. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to the all-star team, right? It's like, no, no, that's the one. You hit one home run. Yeah, yeah. You struck out 99 times. So the other shoe is about Christ. to drop. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, what, six years early with your prediction? Yeah, yeah, it has yeah, dropped. Yeah. On Monday. For, for different, for the wrong reason, too. <laughs> On Monday of this week, uh, I was in California, and I wanted to watch our good friend Michael C. Moynihan on the CNN television mm, network. The CNN. Um, yeah. Where uh, he has gone a couple times recently. I'm going on Monday until they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Just blame it all on Chris Licht and then we'll be like, come, come again. <laughs> on Monday was, I think, the fourth day of like Chris Licht gate. Of, yeah. He's the uh, the now bounced uh, chairman of, of CNN. Um, Tim Alberta had written a 15,000 word piece about him in the Atlantic that was sort of damning. He was shadowed him for a year. He was the new... Uh, chairman of CNN, who's supposed to kind of- Why would you agree to that? You, de- there's nothing you can gain de- from that. <laughs> De-anti-Trumpify CNN and kind of make it a little bit more uh, like old-fashioned uh, yeah, uh, yeah, CNN, more newsy yeah. and stuff. Um, and so the piece was long and no one read it, but some people did. And uh, and then it showed a bunch of revolt, people mad about the Trump uh, CNN town hall. Anyways, all journalo Twitter was doing for four days at that point was like talking about how CNN is on the forefront. These these wars, as Brian Stelter uh, uh, put it in uh, New York Magazine, are all- He has of, no reason to hate Chris Licht. <laughs> I, he actually has done some pretty fair work about all this stuff, but still- I mean, he, But you could, the glee is there. The glee is there. Like, I can I can feel it through the tweets. Absolutely. Particularly with Oliver Darcy. <laughs> uh, and and uh, portraying this as sort of like a fight for like, you know, what? how do we fight for democracy in the face mm-hmm. of these anti-democratic demagogues that mm-hmm. are around us? And so that's all this high level discussion and then if you go on cnn uh, 30 minutes at a time every single new uh, lead story of every single hour was actually about the forthcoming indictment against donald trump great news story but what were they focusing on they were focusing on an unnamed source um, with ties to the prosecution saying that maybe one of the prosecutors had interviewed a maintenance worker at Mar-a-Lago to <laughs> see whether or not he drained the pool yeah. on purpose in order to flood a room I flood that, the pool. that I don't, has I don't know. surveillance cameras in a way that would theoretically damage the surveillance cameras. Incredible. Except for that, it 
didn't damage That's the surveillance six paragraphs cameras. in. It was like, and by the way, the surveillance footage is fine. Anyway, it's like, <laughs> this, wait, was, <laughs> this was <laughs> happening. I, I watched on one program 30 consecutive minutes on this. Yeah, yeah. Like every panel is coming in. So what, is he, what do you think this means? They even, you know, Andrew McCabe is uh, uh, presumably a paid CNN contributor at this point because why wouldn't you have someone who's so objective about Donald Trump and the FBI um, do this? And he was, he was responding to Anderson Cooper's like, yeah. I, that one sounds a little bit weird, meaning yeah, yeah. like like your focus on it sounds yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit weird. They're just really happy because they got a scoop and they played it to death. And I looked in the indictment really closely. I just wanted to see the words pool. Uh, I certainly wanted to see maintenance worker. There was a couple of maintenance Had workers. Had Chris Lake been fired at this point? Uh, on Monday, no. Uh, he was fired on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, but- uh, but Pray for that story. But like <laughs> nobody- <laughs> All of the people who are talking about CNN and Chris Licht and like, we're going to defend democracy against the horrible people. Not even a single one of them would have were watching because who's watching uh, the cable news to the same degree that they were before. Um, but they have no comment on how much of cable news since May of 2017 has been that story. Mm -hmm. yeah. 30 fucking minutes every top of the hour mm -hmm. on something that is so speculative. And the best that you can do at the end of the rainbow is that maybe, but also probably not, this might support an obstruction of justice charge. It wasn't referenced even once. And, and, by, and by the way, you'll never hear of that story again. That's it. That's it. You'll hear about never it because I just talked about it. I'll yeah, write yeah, about yeah. it probably. But like, that's Everybody's it. forgotten about it's, it. It's yeah. forgotten about it. You move on to and the it next was, one. It was so that's pretty the, much wall to wall on Monday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Anderson Cooper, Caitlin Collins, uh, Allison. She Demmer. had one of the bylines on it. Uh, yeah, she did. So she was totally mystifying that it just the hunger for Trump is going down news that some guy says something about some interview that somebody did with some maintenance worker that, you know, they flooded. I mean, it, it, it defies logic because, um, first of all, if it didn't damage the hard drives, why not just go in with a bucket and just throw the water on the computer? <laughs> Unplug it. <laughs> like, or yeah, just smash it or something. We don't the know what space happened. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's covered with jolt cola. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Shit blew up. And they had Trump so, loves it. They had so many like in-house like prosecutors. Well, this is the telltale. We got to go to the TikTok and the timeline. It's, and this, the, the question that people will be asking now yeah. is whether that was done on purpose. Yeah. And that's like, Two hours of CNN yeah. coverage that night. Yeah, nowhere to be found. I mean, yeah. who would whose idea would that be? Like, okay, just flood it. Like, just over like a slow, just direct the water, suck out the water from here, <laughs> put it in that room yeah. over there. And then I saw like David K. It's a Johnson, very big pool, by the way. A, 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 a like a Pulitzer <laughs> either winning or finalist, like investigative journalist. So he's a bit of a crank on Twitter, and I say that with some affection. Um, but uh, he's like. Uh, you know, yes, this is telltale Trump. This is what he always does. He always, he always floods shit. <laughs> he always floods. They call it floody Trump. Yeah. He's like the Curt Flood. Of, <laughs> that's maybe, it's, is, is, maybe this will all he, come He was true. also the guy that said, we have the Trump uh, tax returns. Wasn't that him? Uh, I, yeah, on on I, Rachel Maddow. I, I and it, that's right. It was like, like a single pager. It was just, yeah, and it was like one document from like 1978. And it's like, <laughs> he claimed three taxi cab rides and we don't even have the receipts for this shit. It's like, wait. And it was like the big Countdown, Rachel Maddow was Geraldo like, Rivera. it was such, uh, it was, it was absolutely Al Capone's fault. It was like, they found like a rusty, like nail in a bottle. It's like, all right, we got him now. But like to watch that clip of Rachel Maddow, like, you know, this is why I get paid $30 million a year <laughs> for something I did not predict at all. This was not something I had on my radar or my bingo card. What I said was that, um, this man is basically an NKVD agent from the 1940s. He is an agent of Stalin. And it just was so bizarre that when you get, like, nobody keeps 
the win-loss record. It's like yeah. we need a bit of a more sports kind of idea about pundits of like how often you're losing. Even batting 500 in, like, it's more like baseball. Like, 300 is pretty good as a pundit, I would say. 350 is pretty good. But she's hitting about 50. <laughs> she's hitting so, about 75. So looking at the responses from, from MAGA World, certainly there are people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are completely outraged by this, who are insisting it's time for us to do something. To yeah, Biden. sure. Like, of course they would do this today yes. when we're just investigating Biden in Congress. Yes. Um, so we would expect to see that. But there are plenty of people who are kind of MAGA-adjacent. Um, or at least who have casually supported Donald Trump in various ways because, you know, the liberals are so bad, who perhaps might have been able to go with the governor of Florida as an alternative to Donald Trump or embase someone else. They better get ready for it. Plenty of those people out there. And I saw Ben Shapiro tweeting earlier, essentially saying, if this turns out to be true, like this is really bad. And the president was obviously just being a total moron. Eric Erickson Um, as well. So you would expect to see that. Um, But he went on to say that Comey made this bet in 2016 when he decided that willfully mishandling classified information, which I think is a a fair characterization, and leaving it open to possible exposure to hostile actors, again, I think a fair characterization, was not prosecutable. Okay? Uh, You can't now reverse that standard as soon as the name on the indictment is Trump. I wonder what you gentlemen make of that. Because it doesn't seem to me that the situations are perfectly analogous, even if there are a lot of things that are very analogous there. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I was mentioning before we started taping, David French wrote a piece called The Comey Standard Today that I have not read. So I recommend people read it and judge for themselves. The the gloss that I uh, heard about it was that uh, he was saying that this exceeds that Comey Standard. And I think where you will get that, and I say this as someone, and I'm sure we did it on this podcast we started in April 2016, so yeah. like there are some Hillary emails. Wow. Yeah. Like, the Hillary emails is bad. She lied about them. Um, like you mm-hmm. shouldn't lie. She doesn't think it's bad though. She doesn't you know why she doesn't think it's bad. But her this emails. is her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. no, she's... that is a picture of her with a photoshopped. But her says, emails. But her emails. Yeah, I like that. that. It's a picture of her from the 90s. Yeah, no, it's a it's a picture of her from high school. It is like that is <laughs> it, it is photoshopped. It is it's photoshopped. Not, made she's with like, mid journey. I am going to give Americans healthcare <laughs> in 1993. Bringing this back to light in recent news, and uh, she says you can buy a but her emails limited edition hat. By the way. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm funny. glad. I'm glad that it's funny are... to lie about. Yeah. Lie about your emails and then make money off of it. <laughs> could be considered criminal. <laughs> Link to purchase in my bio. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Hillary. Um, uh, but I think that we don't have her on tape saying, gosh, this is certainly illegal. So let's do it. But uh, don't come too close. you right. Like you didn't have that level of intentionality on tape um, showed by Trump. And she wasn't. I don't remember the details about like what was subpoenaed and when there is a, a bunch of stuff uh, uh, in the indictment or at least in the coverage of it where Trump expresses some uh, envy because her lawyers managed to erase the 30,000 emails. He's like, why can't I? And he's saying this to his lawyer, like uh, like her lawyer got the 30,000 erased, which is, I think is pretty interesting. Um, so he expressed uh, some envy for that. I think that what she did was bad and that was technically illegal and mm-hmm. that uh, ultimately, I think I came out at the time of a sort of in in support of the Comey standard of in a normal situation um, uh, on this high profile, we would not prosecute it. But it was it was like it was dicey. It was difficult for him. He agonized mm-hmm. about it. I don't know if I support then or now uh, his weird press conference all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 
Trump being under subpoena specifically about this and being asked over and over again to produce these things. And then that is when they captured the response of sure. him evading it. Yeah. Um, I think that's what really makes it different. I think, th- I think that's true. I yeah. think that's true. I think I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, look, overall, the, the Hillary stuff is interesting for comparative purposes, but as far like nobody in a court of law is going to be saying, well, Hillary Clinton is just, that's immaterial. And the, the stuff on its own is uh, disturbing. And uh, look, I think Ben Shapiro and these people are right. If this stuff is true, it's bad. But the question is, from a political standpoint, we'll let this play out in the courts and see what mm-hmm, we find out, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all we know now is what everyone knows in this 47-page indictment. There's a lot of really suggestive stuff in there and really, um, you know, bad stuff in there, just to be sort of frank and, and boring about it. It's just bad stuff. But how does this, and this is the question that, you know, one can never answer because we've tried to answer this a million times in the past mm-hmm. and everyone has always been wrong about it. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. is there a point at which to Trump voters is it's too much for MAGA world. It it feels... I don't think so, but I think that if there's anything, it might be this. It feels like this is a bit different. Certainly from the the response from a lot of the the insiders, the serious, prominent conservatives, like they are looking at this in real time and saying, what an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but also, also look and see how many Republicans who have any power at all in elected office Mm -hmm. are criticizing Trump today. Name them. Yeah. Uh, Guess who that is? Yeah. Not many. Mike Pence actually said something that was like, you know, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't very full throated. But he's like, everyone should be held to the same standard. There's no special. I think blah, we're, blah, wait, blah. we're waiting so, to see. We'll Mitt, wait it's to see. basically Mitt Romney. Yeah. Um, no other presidential candidate that I'm aware of. Chris Christie probably will. Mm-hmm. We'll have an opportunity next week to talk to somebody about this. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. I mean, yeah. it's, it, but we'll talk more about that later. But I we'll mean, be... it, it seems to me that this is very. This is bad. Is that not on the schedule? On the schedule, what on our schedule publicly? Yeah, we have something. I don't not think publicly, so. but, but we. I think it's yeah. I just want to tease it. So we don't have like, we don't have a Google calendar for fuck's uh, sake. Yeah, we have a okay. text string. No, this does, is something. Does this guy have a Google something percolating? <laughs> is it on his? We, we created so. it. He seems to have a team. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, I'm, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out. No, but like, but I think that's suggestive of that. There isn't a lot of, I mean, yeah, there might be sort of insiders or commentators mm-hmm. who are, are saying this or political strategists, all these horrible. Chris Christie's had a few punchy things, um, but that's his job in this mm-hmm. campaign. He's not going to win. He knows it. He's but Kevin McCarthy, back. I mean, I, I think Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell said nothing so Will far. say nothing for as long as he can. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but for the most part, Republicans, if you want to be a Republican politician in this country right now uh, and win election, it's just the same thing with, with people criticizing Trump, uh, even in the first go around in his first impeachment, and then even after January 6th, they all lost politically. Name me Mm -hmm. the anti-Trump elected politician who kept his or her job. I think there's a way of doing this. And nobody is going to go out on a limb because... You know, you're, you're, you know, on, you feel like you're walking across the ice of like, you know, next step's going to crack and it's going to pull you under. And why not just err on the side of caution? Well, I would say you shouldn't err on the side of caution because you're running for the highest office in the land and to become the most powerful person politically on the planet. And so principle matters. And I, I would suggest that maybe someone take a principle position. No one's going to do that. But I think if you, um, Tim Carney, a uh, uh, great principled guy, a principled guy, uh, great guy, um, a brilliant guy too. And, and he's written some stuff that I've really loved over the years. But he tweeted today uh, his column and just the top line of the column, you can go read it, is like, hey, conservatives, are you tired of this yet? 
Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, are you, and, and you know, get, I get what you're going to say if you're one of these people that is very committed to being in MAGA world and being a resident of MAGA world. Or just being pissed off at, at, at planet liberalism. Y- yes. And they're like, well, this is what they want. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, but he's giving them the things that they want. You want somebody who's under attack, who's not constantly opening up their flank. You love a fighter, but do you love a fighter that's going to get knocked out by Mike Tyson in 15 seconds? Or do you want somebody who's going to go 12 rounds? Because mm-hmm. he gets, keeps on getting knocked on his ass. And well, you know, ultimately he's right. It's like, well, he's being hauled into court and he's being indicted here and indicted there. And it looks fairly, um, you know, I, I would, I'm not going to, I shouldn't make any predictions on this, but it looks likely, I would say, and I will make a prediction actually, that um, what's happening in Georgia is barreling towards another indictment. And if this, this happens, you have three indictments, you have the E. Jean Carroll stuff. I mean, it never fucking ends. Like, mm-hmm. do you want the Republican Party? It's like, even if in, in the short term, you're like, let's stick it to liberals. Let's stick it to, to you know, the deep state and all this bullshit. Because by the way- Is it bullshit, Michael? It is bullshit. For four years, what happened to that deep state? Not a hell of a lot, according mm-hmm. to Tucker Carlson. I mean, so what did he do? <laughs> did he dislodge the deep state? Apparently not. It's not dislodgeable. That's the, the, That's the, the problem. Small number of people who okay, control- Okay, well then you just storm the Capitol. Who control your thoughts. Yes, yeah. yeah. As yeah. Tucker taught us in episode two. In episode two. Yeah, but this, this kind of thing is like, it, it might work in the short term. Mm-hmm. But there's a long-term thing. If you ask anybody in 1964, what Barry Goldwater's candidacy was, they would say an absolute catastrophic disaster. If you ask them in 1979, they would say, well, this was the most important, significant Republican um, presidential campaign uh, in modern American history because it created the modern Republican Party. It paved the way for this. This is like that, but negative. It's the opposite version, is that you do this over so long, this is the memory that everyone is going to have and I just don't think it, it, there's no way it can be positive. What people think is that can, can Trump world in the kind of diehard Trump voters get beyond this? Of course they can. They can get beyond most anything. But let's, let's look at the candidates. Ron the long run, yeah. Yeah, Ron DeSantis yesterday, his tweet, um, and this is before the indictment was public. Yeah. Uh, the weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. Mortal. Mortal threat. Uh, we have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law, depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary and Hunter? We talked about that. The DeSantis administration will bring accountability to the DOJ, excise political bias, and end weaponization once and for all. But that's not the they point. They have not yet yeah. said anything, so far as I can tell, about the indictment today. I looked I looked even at the PACs that have been a little yeah. bit more muscular yeah, yeah. in their criticism. Because they're, quote unquote, so not allowed to talk to each other. <laughs> creating yeah. these AI-generated images of Trump embracing Fauci for some of their posts online. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't said anything about this yet. So they're obviously playing this uh, a little bit more carefully. They haven't at least dismissed the indictment today and said, this is total bollocks. Look at this. It's yeah. obviously politically motivated. Yesterday, a little more full-throated. Today, a little more restrained, obviously. But that restraint is still something- Still waiting to see how things play out. Like, it's very, very- <laughs> I mean, it's frustrating because you can make that case, right? You can make the case that if the FBI 
if the DOJ mm-hmm. are overly politicized, and particularly in the FBI, you can easily make that case. There have been some things yeah, that yeah, are disconcerting. Sure. I, I mean, other. all you have to do is listen to and read our friend Eli Lake, who is somebody who you can trust on this issue because he's not somebody who's deep into MAGA world at all. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, the FBI stuff is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And then when you see Peter Strzok and these bozos on MSNBC, you're like, yeah, no, this is a, was a very politicized process. Mm-hmm. So you can play it safe by saying these things, as the DeSantis people are saying, is that, yeah, we won't allow this to happen. Okay. But are you going to comment on the other stuff, too? Because you're running against him. Mm-hmm. And if anybody in Republican world, I mean, look at anybody in America, I would hope, does not want this man to grab the brass ring and be the candidate for the Republican Party. So I would hope that they would um, think twice about that. And then, you know, if Donald Trump's going to avoid debating, et cetera, if he doesn't, you're not going to say, um, sorry, I'm just talking to the guy who's been indicted three times in the past six months. I prefer my candidates who aren't indicted. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I prefer my heroes not to be captured by the North Vietnamese, yeah. right? It's like Trump would absolutely do that to you, right? I mean, he, he hates you so much and has no principle that he will aside with Disney <laughs> against you. It'll side with Gavin Newsom's with Gavin COVID, Newsom. COVID record versus Ron DeSantis. Right. Yes. So <laughs> let's not pretend that like the- Cuomo's at least, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it is this, I'm, I'm captured by the MAGA base and I don't want to offend them. Mm-hmm. It's really unseemly. But like, I it's think like, that the only way so, you change them is by, t- by attacking It's Trump. emasculating, to be honest with you. I like, think it is. Like, yeah. like, I think that's right. You don't have the basic fucking manliness mm. to stand up and say- um, this is what I actually think. I don't think that it's really cool for mm-hmm. someone to openly uh, and, and like talk about it, narrate his breaking of the law when it comes to national security, which used to be a thing that Republicans uh, used to care about. Um, he has brazenly, repeatedly acted like an absolute jackass, just mm-hmm. as a human being. He's a bad human being. Don't nobody, please tell me that he's a good human being because he's just not. He's funny. Um, he does a lot of things. Um, you can say that certain aspects about his presidential record were good. He's an interesting person. All that. I'll grant it. It's fine. Yeah. But like, he's a bad human being. And he's been now the leader of the Republican Party since 2015. Um, and that, and will likely be uh, through 2024 unless someone manages to dislodge him or he keels over from the last uh, cheeseburger. But um, uh, it says something I think that's not very pretty about. Not just the the candidates, but the the base of electorate uh, think, out there. You think Joe Biden lets Donald Trump go to jail? He doesn't have that power. What are you gonna? Ha- he's gonna pardon him? Yeah. Well, oh there's my a, God, that'd be interesting. But I mean, that would be interesting. Uh, I mean, you don't think that's possible? Oh my God, that's the wow. I think uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy already said that he'd pardon him. Right? Wasn't he? Didn't he say that today? I thought somebody did. I think uh, it was DeSantis him. was sort of open, like he was asked about the pardoning and said that, um, and said a lot of pardoning noises that wasn't that pardoning. <laughs> um, uh, uh, like he would like find BLM protesters who needed to go to jail and mm-hmm. some kind of prisoner Bal- swap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love like a prisoner swap. I mean, right. is, this, is this worse than Watergate? I mean, I think you- No, 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 no. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. It's I think not. You, you pardon the guy probably. I think, wow, what a fucking baller move. Wow, you're like fucking the Gerald Ford of this podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> but also like, yeah. it's brilliant from Biden's point of view. It would be great. Because yeah. as long as Biden is not like pooping on himself on stage. Well, um, I mean, he might be. I know. It's like a, it's a, Listen, we're not ageists here. It's okay? a coin toss. Age isn't disqualified. We just really don't like people who poop on themselves during a presidential campaign. I'm glad that you added the during a presidential campaign because that <laughs> would hit close. Well, no, 
I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't, I still travel to Germany. I mean, they do it for fun. <laughs> Little platform in the, in the toilet. Um, uh, no, but I, but I think there's something to that. I mean, it'd be brilliant. Right. Because like everyone who's trying to conspiracy theorize about this, like Biden is prosecuting him now because he's scared mm -hmm. or Biden is prosecuting him now because he wants him to win because mm -hmm. he's easy to beat. So like, how does this scramble the whole math? If Biden like sits back, I don't know. I'm just reading about this in the news. And then uh, Trump gets uh, prosecuted. He's like, you know what? We don't want to live in this tit for tat I, world. By the way, the other thing. It's not going to happen, mm. but I kind of want it to. I, you know, I've been saying this since the beginning of um Trump's candidacy and then his presidency is that the most basic thing is that when you are in a kind of fight with somebody, right? You're in a fight with a neighbor about some property line dispute or something. You, you want to talk about something? Like no, that? no, I don't. I, I, <laughs> listen, I really like my neighbors, actually. Okay. Um, weirdly, yeah. They listen to the podcast. Uh, they don't, uh, which is one of the reasons I don't like it. But, um, I'll find out if they do now. Um, but that thing that when you're like, you don't, being needlessly aggressive is stupid, right? You say like, just start like pissing all over. It's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go fucking hard at you now because you just keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and doing things that are absolutely egregious. And Trump does this for years and years and years. And everyone's like, you know, you gotta apply the letter of the law. I agree. But you can't also, you have to be also honest about it and say that when you are constantly <laughs> attacking these institutions and then they come after you, like that should not happen. That's, they, they should be above that. But I'm not saying that it doesn't. You know, because because and, like, you know, the Department of Injustice, it's like, I don't know if I were about to, you know, maybe face 30 years in prison or something, I'd probably calm down a little bit about it. Yeah. You know what? And that's why uh, Trump's psycho thing, I think, is a it, little, it works. It works. It because does. Because Jack yeah, Smith yeah. was pretty like clenched teeth, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. like defensive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the men and women who work for the Department of Justice they yeah. believe in truth, the American way, yeah, yeah, yeah. and no one's going to question them. <laughs> and like, the more you do that, that's not helping. Yeah, no. Scrutiny scrutiny is totally appropriate. And I, and I do think, and we've talked about it before on the podcast, like uh, some of the January 6th prosecutions, like force, I mean, I raise, I more than raise an eyebrow um, at people who are being prosecuted and facing tons and tons of years. Who's the guy who just sentenced to like- 18 years 18 is, years. A, is a, what's his face, the Oath Keepers dude, um, Stuart Rhodes. Um, seditious conspiracy mm -hmm. or a thing that was it a conspiracy to overthrow the government? I'm not sure that it was or to, to he was actually, um, uh, acquitted on charges of like trying to interfere with an election. Mm -hmm. So what is the conspiracy? Yeah. Conspiracy to act like a jackass and like have a safe room. Uh, across the river somewhere with weapons in it. I mean, he acted bad and he's an idiot. It's 18 years for LARPing, basically. <laughs> 18 years for organized LARPing. Yeah, yeah. But 18 years is- <laughs> No, it's, it's bad stuff. Bar I remember barely organized And, and as yeah. yeah, yeah. The day that this happened, the day after, I think, uh, it might have been the day that we recorded the podcast. And I, I remember saying that every one of these people should face jail time. And mm -hmm. I was surprised that not only did everyone face jail time, is that they're still arresting people. Like the guy from Bob's Burgers, uh, the actor who's been on um, oh, yeah. a bunch of yeah, shows. I mean, I saw, I saw him. I was like, oh, that guy's, uh, he's seen a bunch of shows on Comedy Central. And um, he was identified and uh, just uh, arrested the other day. It's like, they are really going, I mean, that that's what makes MAGA World think that like, oh, you're going like, w that's the BLM comparison, right? Is that these yeah. people are every single person that like crossed that threshold 
is ended up in, in handcuffs and their face plastered everywhere, essentially, you know, making sure that they don't work ever again. With and, like a team of amateur sleuths, many of whom are journalists, weirdly. Yeah, 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 like weirdly. trying to yeah, facial recognize Yeah, them exactly. Whereas, you know, there was like an outcry here in New York that these uh, lawyers, uh, two of them were sentenced. I can't remember. They weren't, they weren't long sentenced. They were... <laughs> I can't. I have to look them I up. Think they were pled, but I the, the, don't yeah. But there was the, for throwing Molotov cocktails into into, cop into a police car, and it's like it seems which, rude. Which then burst into flames and exploded. I think that was the one in Fort Greene. Yeah, that's more violent. I mean, mob violence is is real violence and scary, and it's in the middle of uh, of of uh, you know a sanctioning election or whatever, and there's people around. Um, so I get that it's you, know, you can say that you're contributing to a violence even if you're not throwing a Molotov cocktail in a cop car. But let's remember that throwing a Molotov the, cocktail in a cop car, it's pretty violent. The, pretty. Ju the judge sentenced um, this uh, woman for throwing a Molotov cocktail uh, into a cop car to one year in one day. Yeah, wow. no, that that That's is just- crazy to me. That I, is, I, the Reuters is very specific that it was an empty cop car. Um, I'm not sure if it was empty- uh, because they got the fuck out of there because someone had thrown a Molotov cocktail. But this is empty? this is your lawyer, by the way, just to look at that booking photo mm -hmm. where she has the clenched fist T-shirt on nice. yeah. that says, and the other one appears to be Bushwick Bill. <laughs> He's about four foot one. Um, I mean, the, the second, struggle continues. The second episode of uh, Tucker Carlson on Twitter, or what, what was the name that we came up with? It was uh, the, uh, the Just Asking Questions. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, which was... Absolutely yeah. insane in yeah. the first minute. Like in the first minute, he's just they, they are controlling your thoughts. It was it's nuts. Um, but a thing that he said that is you know it's a just a cherry pick data point, but it says something. Something like twelve out of the last thirteen press releases to come out of the FBI department in DC have to do with January sixth. It's like that's two and a half years ago. Like were there any other crimes in the area that the federal prosecutors are aware of? Granted, it's a big you know an important investigation, but. Yeah, our argument is probably different than Tucker's. Uh, my argument, I don't want to put it into your mouth too, but I, I suspect you probably agree, mm. is not that they shouldn't be prosecuted. It's that everyone should be prosecuted that does something similar to this. If you're throwing a Molotov cocktail into a cop car or into a family's business in Kenosha, yeah. I mean, these people are this, not being hunted. This behavior down. should be discouraged. It should be discouraged. This I don't, behavior. I don't think discouraged. I don't think this is the title of the episode. I don't think this is Patriot Purge, right? Like that's the thing is, it's like is like this is a false flag. It's Patriot Purge. Like no, these are all fucking goofball scumbags yeah. who are going to jail. I think some of them are going to jail for way too long. But if you talk about the carceral state. Which is like, I love that's what dumb people think. It's really smart to say carceral state. Like, oh, the carceral state. This is a very AOC thing. I've but they don't really, phrase. they don't really, but it's not in the same way. But they don't really care about someone going to, years, uh, going to jail for 18 years for something that doesn't strike me as an 18 years worthy crime. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, you should probably Selective go to jail. concern about criminal justice. Yeah, reform, exactly. It's like, no, 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 I don't want my people to go to jail, you dumb fuck. I yeah. want the bad people to yeah, go to yeah. jail forever. Yeah. yeah. Not the good people. And, and I want to just say right now, mm -hmm. I don't want Donald Trump to go to jail for what he was indicted for. I don't. I don't want a 76 year old man, or whatever he is now, um, as much as I don't personally like him, I don't want him to go to jail. I mean, I Sandy Sandy Burglar didn't go to jail. And his was like actually stuffing documents that made him look bad into his socks in the National Archives. Which <laughs> is like so insane. Go to jail. Seems a little deliberate. Seems a when little deliberate. You yeah. do the violence. Yeah. When you do the violence, do the violence you when you deprive of the property, that's yeah. when you go to jail. Um, yeah. That's fine.
Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. What's he facing? Like thirty years or something weird? Like that? I don't. Uh, I on Drudge, it said of... like a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't that's, know. that's none of that's trustworthy at all. Incredible. At the end of this, he gets sentenced to a hundred years. I mean, Rachel Maddow would be like, "I'm going to do a dramatic reading of the hundred years." It's like, oh, great. Here we go. Fucking. They're just going to sentence him to like, like go in public on a freeway in the orange suit and like sweep on the side. By the way, if all the cameras are running, that's what they're going to do. They're going to humiliate him if they don't do that. Right. <laughs> if he gets not even gets off or if it's just like a fine or whatever it might be, everyone's going to go back to one thing. And it's the thing that was on Drudge today, speaking of, that it's a Trump appointed judge. <laughs> and this is the thing that drives me fucking crazy because we saw there was a Supreme Court case the other day, a voting rights case. Um, it's not getting nearly enough attention because there were uh, two. It's a 63, more or less six to three conservative majority. And this was a 5-4 decision that upheld the liberal position. I'm just going to gloss it pretty quickly because that's not the point on voting rights and on the Civil Rights Act and blah, 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 blah. And how it like uh, reapportions. Exactly. And and districts and everything. And the two people who joined the liberals in that were who? John Roberts. Unsurprising. Uh, Not unsurprising, but, you know, he's, he's crossed the aisle a bunch of times. And who? Brett Kavanaugh. And throughout all of the conversation about this stuff is forgetting when you get so, you know, just drunk on politics and you're obsessed with ideology is that you presume that everyone is as immovable as you are, that they don't actually think things through. They have a, and I'm sure that there are people, I would say that Clarence Thomas is never surprised me. He has a very, very straightforward conservative jurisprudence that has never been like, oh, actually I'm. I'm sure it's happened, but it never... You Some can, of his pre- writing about race in the gun rights cases was, is, was yeah, pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. And he's actually more interesting than people give him uh, credit for. He's also really great at like planning vacations. He yes. always gets these really great <laughs> deals. He gets, he gets a really good really deals. Good deals. Yeah. yeah. I give us the hotels tonight. I asked him oh, for yeah. his the, for the coupon code he's been using. Yeah, it's Harlan like, Crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just type it in. Underscore. Yeah, the, it's it, with an O. The last W doesn't fit. <laughs> it's a character limit. But, but yeah, oh. this is like this idea that people are these kind of robots, because that's what you get when you go to a dinner party in New York City and you start arguing with people about politics, because you'll get upon something that they don't know anything about, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, oh, that's really interesting, they'll try to like deduce what the like kind of liberal opinion on this is supposed to be, and they will take that position without really knowing anything. And that's, that's what they think everyone does, right? And that's not what you know, Brett Kavanaugh does. He's a surprise people on a bunch of, bunch of other issues uh, too. But we spent all this time freaking out about, you know, Brett Kavanaugh is the dark ages are coming. And they, of course, the Dobbs decision, they say was, you know, proves this. But yeah, sometimes people are, you know, have, uh, Trump did the thing, uh, we talked about this, uh, I think in the last episode, of the quote unquote Mexican judge, right? Mm. Which is a weird thing to say because um, we denounced this and said that was stupid, but this is what everyone does, of course. They mm-hmm. say they don't want... Um, you know, they want the racial composition of a jury to be a certain way because they think black people will vote a certain way. White people will vote a certain way. Hispanic people will vote. A, and that's not, of course, not true. But this kind of idea that it's a Trump judge, I guarantee you that if there's anything other than a, you know, 700 year sentence, that's going to be like, see, this is the Trump judge did that. That's Although, what he did. like there's a, um, uh, you know, um, 13th uh, dimension chess or whatever the hell. Um, uh, aspect of it, like let's get a Trump judge, let's do it in Florida, uh-huh. 
And let's also do it in a place that has a rocket docket, which is a phrase I learned today. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, they go fast. They have their things go to trial quickly. So like it's a it's actually pretty clever because it's gonna be hard for Planet MAGA to say that this is illegitimate because everyone's a Trump hater. Because yeah. there was a there was some indication that it might have been DC. Yes. Right? yes. Which yes. that would have been a little easier to suggest that this is yeah, yeah, uh, politically yeah. motivated. I, I mean, I think Donald Trump had like a percent in DC. <laughs> yeah, no, a, a DC election not that, is, those, not that those votes matter. No, I'm like, third. I mean, honestly, like Assad gets lower vote totals in Damascus. It's like 98%. What was DC? Oh, it was 99 for the, oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, that was be, my Syrian accent. In case you didn't know, yeah. it was maybe a bit of triumph. It's always triumph. What are you talking? Oh, it's not Donald Trump with the indictment. You know what I'm saying. Espionage Act. Espionage. Thoughts on this? Fuck this, it. this does does come into play here. I don't. Me no likey. Yeah. 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 I just there should be a separate category for you know mishandling documents. Espionage Act obviously suggests espionage, <laughs> and unless <laughs> there's some unless there's some evidence of that, I think it's probably yeah. something that you should keep. Because I mean, there's long been an argument from the left that this shouldn't be a criminally prosecutable offense, like mishandling the documents on its own. Mm. I think it's more that. Well, yeah, you'll you'll see that. in some cases, yeah. yeah. In, in uh, like defending whistleblowers, especially, sure. like sure. you can lose your clearance. You know, you could get into some kind of trouble, but you're I not going to necessarily go to prison. I mean, MSNBC had a story today. I didn't read it about reality winners' reaction to this. Mm -hmm. oh. So it gives you some sense of how people are thinking. I think that the Espionage Act should be rewritten to talk about espionage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and it shouldn't be about like how you handle. Yes. And we should go back in time and um, kill Woodrow Wilson. Uh, no, uh, re-kill the Rosenbergs. No, um, <laughs> just one more. Get the Korean grocer up yeah, there yeah, and just yeah. like go for it. Yeah, like, and then bring them for it's, it's like a Scott Bakula program. You bring them forward in time into LA yeah. and have them gunned down by Korean grocers. <laughs> hey, that's my movie pitch. Don't fucking touch it. That's a uh, callback, by the way, for you normal yes. listeners mm. to our previous a uh, couple of days ago. Oh, it was a. It was, a cracker, it was a cracker Jack episode that if you cheap bastards didn't pay for, you should go back and do it. Pretty good. Michael pretty fantasized pretty about, about being, shooting you. Being a grocer, yeah. <laughs> shooting my little 10 year old leg. Yeah, your little cute, <laughs> cute legs as they little run, they pump out of the store and I just shoot you in the back of them. And you and you in your hands like open up and drop the whatchamacallit bar. The chocolate bar. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. 75 cents? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Okay, there's no limit. I'll shoot you. Don't steal my shit. But you have to listen to the uh, the members only episode to get that. And also the Tim <laughs> Mack episode. Like hype that real Yeah, fast. Tim Mack. Um I really like Tim Mack. And um Tim well was a correspondent for NPR, a former army medic too, uh, which he said, you know, didn't didn't hurt in him trying to go to, to Ukraine when this was all happening. And everyone was poo-pooing it and say probably not gonna be an invasion. He uh, uh, arrived that night. And the invasion started that evening. Um, and then NPR did their 10% cut um, of their workforce. Tim Mack was one of them. And rather than going back to political reporting, um, which he's very good at, and uh, you know, I worked alongside him, I think, for a little bit at the Daily Beast. And he's been at Politico, et cetera. He decided to go back to Ukraine and get an apartment. He has an apartment in Kiev and um, a substack uh, appropriately called The Counteroffensive, where um, he is kind of citizen funding his own and journalism. And um, he gave me a call 
from one of the flooded areas, which is like crazy. He was like in his car. And I was like, you know, how is your connection so good? It's amazing. Not a Starlink connection, but uh, he talked to me about what's going on in Ukraine now. And I asked him all the questions about, um, you know, Nazis and Zelensky and, and pushed him on a few of those things. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a fun and interesting conversation an hour long. And if you subscribe, you can, you can hear it. Yeah. So, um, where else should we go today? Um, we, we still haven't about... talked about Christian Cooper, dude. Oh, He's got Christian like Cooper. books and like yeah. magazine stories, got a new TV show and you're just sitting. The guy is fucking ripped too, by the way. Did he, well, um, did he cow you he, into is silence? He ripped? He's I mean, ripped. His arms are kind of big, but did you not see him dancing in the, uh, no. in, the in the trailer? Yeah, I'll show it to dancing you. Dancing in the trailer? I mean, cause he's got a bit of a gut there. No, you're just hating on him. I'm not hating. He's got yeah. a gut. I think he's in good shape. I think he should get into the gym. <laughs> this is what I think. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to be in Central Park, correct. Harassing yeah. women yes. and threatening yeah. them, and yeah. you want to really intimidate yes. them because you know your reputation as a dog hater yeah, yeah. actually helps you a lot in the park. It does help yeah. you a lot. You want to yeah. you want to maintain that. This yeah. that's a quote. Yes. that's what Christian Cooper said in a video. Um, Christian Cooper, the gentleman who was in Central Park, perhaps watching birds, but definitely screaming at someone, and she said, "Him, I'm going to call the police and tell them that you're threatening me and threatening my dog's life." Um, black man. Yeah. <laughs> and, black and he yeah. said, yeah. she didn't actually say it that way. Yeah, Had she yeah. said it that way, that'd be pretty damning. That would be, um, yeah. But your, your podcast would have been a little different. But that. yeah, no, Christian Cooper has a, a new book out. Um, he's also got a Nat Geo slash Hulu special now, um, which is, I believe yeah. it's called The Extraordinary Birder. Um, and there is a trailer. <laughs> Who's it referring to? Uh, yeah. It's referring to Christian Cooper, yeah. um, who, you know, startling, startling turn of events for him. I mean, back in uh, 2020, in May of 2020, he was just uh, a humble, mild-mannered birder who occasionally harassed strangers in the park. And so you're saying threats. that the lesson for Americans, yeah. you know, particularly if you're visiting New York, yeah. is to harass people in the park and you'll get a TV show. Is that right? Apparently so. Okay. And write Books, I write books. I mean, yeah. and be the subject of a uh, Law and Order uh, special victims. Not, I guess that's not special victims unit because there's no sex involved. Yeah. Um. Although you know, he was a victim, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the victim. He pretended to be a victim yeah. in that particular case. Anyways, was, was Look, you know, I, we don't know the same way that Tucker Carlson was talking about. We don't. Barack Obama. We have no idea. What, but what was, was, it? It was extraordinarily was, um, creepy? What? Is, yeah, his creepy personal life. Creepy personal. And yeah, I saw. No one knows what we're talking about yet. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's second episode of his Twitter show, he said something about uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, about uh, Tucker Carlson, about uh, Barack Obama's creepy social life. Yeah. Which I don't know what he's implying there. Yeah, but this- sounds a bit creepy. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to go on too long. I mean, one, I'd recommend if you haven't listened to it, to go find the Honestly episode that I did with Barry, um, where I laid out the reporting on this. I mean, you've probably heard me talk about it before. I mean, Christian Cooper is a man who, while being celebrated and lionized, perhaps even as uh, being a magnanimous character who decides, you know what, we shouldn't prosecute this this poor woman. She's mm -hmm. suffered enough. Yes, I I'm not going to press charges. I won't participate in your criminal prosecution of Amy Cooper, um, New York City. Um, that part of the reason for not participating might be that you don't really want to be cross-examined mm -hmm. because you are well aware of the fact that there are these other incidents involving you and other dog owners in the park that very well could become really public in a, in a dramatic way that's hard to ignore. Um, but since that hasn't happened, Christian Cooper can publish his book, um, the title of which is Better Living Through Birding, Notes from a Black Man 
oh. in the natural world. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. Um, if you read the book, if you purchase the book, and I did su- – I've written a book, by the way. It's not been published. No public uh-huh. is interested. It's <laughs> notes from an Irish-American on birding. Um, it's a very specific way that Irish-Americans No one cares bird. about your perspective And it's birds. kind of that we go in the woods and we get wasted. Yeah. And then, Miller High Life. Yeah, and then birds end up like you know crawling on our past. Shitting bodies. on your yeah. face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Notes on Irish birding. <laughs> Fucking can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, won't I pretend, want to hear that audio book. I won't pretend to have finished reading this book by any stretch Read of the by imagination. Neil Jordan. <laughs> but I, I did I did open it up and kind of skim it and look through the introduction just to see, you know, how is he representing the event? Well, you're, you're seeing it. He's talking about you. Did you search your name? No, I didn't search my oh, name. Oh, I, I, will, I will promise you there is no chance whatsoever that Christian Cooper would mention me in his book. In fact, my suspicion is, my strong suspicion is that what he does is profoundly downplay what happened that day. It's what he did in the New York Times um, uh, editorial that he, that he wrote, and it's certainly what he did in the, sections of the section of the books that I looked through. He will characterize his activities, but he won't do what he did on Facebook mm-hmm. immediately after this happened, provide a transcript of what he said to her. And what she said. It's about as damning. He'll as the, only talk as about Trump what she says to him. He, he he will describe his interaction with her as speaking so that she could hear him across a distance, as speaking as loudly as necessary to be heard from some distance. Not like I screamed at her, like I yelled at her. He won't say I'm going to do what I. If you're going to do what you want to do, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. He won't say that again. He hasn't acknowledged as much. Instead, it's just, you know, this is what happens when, you know, a, a black man goes out in public and, and has to have these, these situations. There was something um, in here where he describes, one, the introduction opens with him describing him being in this, you know, wonderful, uh, exotic location, like looking at, at these, these strange birds that almost no one gets to see and describing his, his kind of privileged life at this point and saying, I can't believe this happened. This is so extraordinary for me to have my own television show. I never dreamed this could have happened. And yes, it all happened because of a fateful day in the park. Motherfucker, this wasn't fateful for you. Not really. I mean, is, winning, is finding a winning lotto ticket or the golden ticket in your chocolate bar, is that fateful? I suppose so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. I'd say it's a hell of a lot more fateful for the woman who has her life utterly destroyed by these events. And of her, he says at one point um, that he can't really talk about her. He can't talk about her situation, that in the context of this book, he can only speak about his life, that of the African-American man in question, his own life. That is the only thing he can really talk about in this book. And I'd say to the extent there's some failure here, not actually spending any time thinking about that other party in this affair is like... The most egregious, awful thing. But you um, should at some point, I, I mean, I know you haven't read the whole thing, but one would imagine that, particularly if your first name is Christian, that you would, um, you know, approach the idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, pretending that his version of events is exactly what happened, um, you have to understand that maybe in, in this play, you know, that a woman had a hysterical reaction. Again, this is from his perspective, mm-hmm. that um, the consequences of that are so disproportionate and so insane that maybe you'd want to address that. And maybe you'd want to address, I mean, people, people's families are killed by, you know, mad murderers. And they say at some point during the, during the sentencing, I forgive you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing that people do. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not even close to that. And you'd imagine that you would uh, you would take a few minutes. And maybe she maybe he does. I haven't read the book. I mean, the let's think about it. Let's think it through again. Uh, assuming that his uh, depiction is exactly correct, it isn't. Um, <laughs> and also, it isn't. But assuming that it was, um, that was a, a pretty pretty tough morning. Yeah. Pretty. That, that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a pretty tough morning. Yeah. Pretty tough. I, I, I the, the rest of it was a wild ride being I've discovered had, by America. Yeah. Even the phone call from the the soon to be president of the United States. Like, did that happen? Well, God. Joe Biden called him. I yeah, just, he had no idea. I, yeah. Brain <laughs> I didn't have it. Hey, uh, slugger! Uh, <laughs> my, my 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 son. He got yeah, a burning incident too. Yeah, it was in the park. It was bad. I mean. I don't know what happened. Burn pits. Burn, imagine burn, imagine burn, pretending burn, burn. pretending that on, you actually on. feared the police might murder you if they came into contact with you in the park when only days earlier you'd been in a meeting with other members of the, <laughs> the sort of Central Park, a, a local Central Park um, uh, kind of community board meeting uh, advocated for more enforcement of the park's rules by park rangers in the park. Yeah, but they're not cops. <laughs> they're rangers. Right. And neither is he. He's, He's just a vigilante who enforces park rules by making vague threats to women and other people who are alone in the park uh, by think, trying to take their dogs. Which, I think that's you know. actually a, a point worth lingering on, Moynihan's, of the the lack of, of like Christian or just human empathy in that moment. Right? He did have a bad morning if, in the best case scenario for uh, interpreting what happened. And his life has been pretty great since then. Mm. Yeah. He's had all kinds of breaks go his way. By the way, if you worried that the cops are going to come, um, in New York City, the odds are that they're not going to be white cops. They're just not going to be white cops. <laughs> just if you live in New York City. I'll tell you what they're going to be. They're going to yeah. be short la- Latina cops. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yes. I, I got off the subway here and there were two cops uh, at the station, um, one uh, black guy and one Indian guy. And it's very, I just very rarely see. Dot kind of feather. White. Um, well, don't. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Yeah. I mean, how we would I know? We can't do it on the freebies? Yeah, but how what? would I know that he was like, if he was Native American? Like, how would you, is that a visual thing? Can if, be. No, I mean, I guess if I see someone in their Native American, I think like, oh, he's Puerto Rican or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that good of. Deep uh, digging. Yeah, I'm, I'm not d- digging. I'm just saying that I love. Creek dar. I love. America. What of all the different people, I believe the future. What do you what do you make of this this wordsmithing here? And yet, this hasn't come out of nowhere. Elements in my life going back decades to childhood have conspired in the alchemy of this transformation, oh. galvanized by oh. a moment two years prior to my nene encounter. That's the kind of bird that he, he encountered. Mm. A moment earlier in the morning. A moment early in the morning, late in the month of May, in Manhattan Central Park. And by a sentence uttered as agitated white fingers hovered over a cell phone. White, agitated white fingers? White fingers. That's gonna, I'm yes. going to, that's going to the name of my band. <laughs> white Agi- agitated white fingers. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Poised Scott to dial 911 yeah, yeah. to summon Steve the police. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to tell them Yngwie that Malkin. there's an African American man threatening my life. 14 words captured amid 69 seconds of video. That would alter the trajectory of two lives. I can only speak one about was awesome. One of, yeah. I can only speak about one of those. The awesome lives, one, yeah, that of the yeah. African American, enriched Wait. beyond measure by his encounter 
with the horrible racist Karen. That's not the rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that of the African-American African -American man why, why in question. Keep, my why own. does he keep telling you? Like, he's on the cover of the fucking book. Why do you keep telling people <laughs> your race? By the way, I think it's hilarious that he, he says alchemy, which is fake science. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, more fake stuff. It's, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, that's, that's uh, Christian Cooper. But, yeah. well, read the book and then uh, bring us uh, back a, a, uh, a book report. Um, but is there anything going on in the world, I mean, well, we would ex I would expect that there'd be some more coverage of the whole UFO thing, but yeah. nothing recently, despite uh, the fact that there are cadavers and UFOs. I'm sorry, Michael Schellenberger has been covering the well, hell he, out of this. He would wrote you respect, something. We, respect the man. We had a we had a little bit of a of an exchange on on Twitter um, in response to some of his his tweeting about this. I think he had a post that suggested that part of the reason why people are skeptical of these reports is because they are fearful. Is um, that why you're skeptical of these reports? No, that's, that's not why. It's because these are extraordinary claims. And it, it is hard to overstate just how extraordinary it would be if we were to discover that the United States government had not only like parts of UFOs, but fully intact UFOs and many of them, which have been collected over the course of Decades. Which would suggest they didn't crash Decades. or just land. <laughs> but they also have corpses. They have corpses. No, they bodies don't. of aliens. They this don't. was the claim that was made. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. Multiple yeah. times. And yeah. we're being told that, hey, sure. look, there are all sorts of people. They, they are, multiple they are, sources. Multiple confirm. sources are, are kind of sort of confirming the same thing They're, that's being said. Like there was one the other day in, in uh, Nevada. It's always in fucking Nevada. But <laughs> well, like, I mean, there are people in, in the backyard and yeah. they saw like eight foot tall, weird looking people. It's like, I don't know, fucking Yao Ming probably ran out of gas. I don't know, what's he doing? There's <laughs> like an eight foot person lurching through your backyard. You're like, it's gotta be a, it's an alien. They, well, we saw a, a shaft of light come down. And then there's like the, the body cam recording. You had to watch this of the uh, comp who's just like asking people. He's like, you know, we've got, did you see a, a, a light coming from the sky? Did you see like, anything coming and from the sky? And everyone's, there's yeah, like yeah. a car and they're like, huh? Well, <laughs> like, Wasted. I don't know. He's like, I wouldn't even be looking into this except my partner saw something as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but his partner says, I saw a shooting star and then we get a weird call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably the other people who were on meth in Nevada saw a shooting star too. <laughs> which, which honestly, that is a pretty good analog for the 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 value um, and the substance of the the kind of revelations in this reporting. So far as I'm concerned, you have a whistleblower who says explicitly, "No, I didn't see anything. I, I people kept telling me, mm -hmm. and I have some documents which are classified that support my allegations." Okay, maybe. And then the investigation that's taking place, the testimony that, that seems to have happened, appears to be in response to him insisting that he's been mistreated after being a whistleblower, that people have kind of come out. There are these acts of reprisal. Maybe that is true. But to the extent it's true, it might be. It, just, just follow me here. If you had a coworker who was kind of crazy, and was making all sorts of wild allegations about mm -hmm. things and suggesting over and over again that there's, you know, something like fishies going on here. I think there's, you know, 12 spaceships that have been captured and they're bodies of aliens. And we just won't tell the truth about this. We have to do something about it. I'd this. fire them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, no. I would Maybe literally ostracize that guy. They would get That's half possible. through the sentence and I'd be like, you're gone. Buddy. I don't Sorry. know. I don't know. But at a minimum, it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary claim. 
Yeah. And it seems appropriate. It's not cynical to have an extraordinary level of skepticism and to have an expectation that extraordinary evidence actually shows up, extraordinary evidence. the evidence will be really, really compelling. And what isn't terribly compelling is someone saying, hey, you know that guy? He's really trustworthy. Or someone else saying, you know, I heard that too from a couple of people who are high ranking. Mm-hmm. Or just anyone else saying, no, we definitely have programs where we collect alien spaceships. I'm, I'm sorry. Like that isn't inherently persuasive to me. It doesn't seem to me that it's necessarily like news that ought to dominate a, a news cycle for more than 24 hours. Well, Tucker hours. Carlson said it was being ignored. And and it sure as it hell wasn't. doesn't feel yeah. like a situation where I would examine that evidence or that reporting and say, now we know. Yeah. Now we know, or I'm, there are aliens. or I'm scared. And that's why I'm, I'm poo-pooing it. This is yeah. a bad place that people go to in the contrarian space that if people are dismissing uh, X story, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to use my omniscience to tell you why, and therefore dismiss their approach towards that story. There's a point at which when you're involving yourself in politics, particularly people who haven't been doing it forever. Yes. It's usually people who have been doing it just for a shorter period of time. And you feel that no one's telling you the truth. You feel like, you know, the stuff about, about COVID is bullshit that you can't have an open conversation about, I don't know, race or gender or something like that. And yeah, it does have this effect on you where you start seeing kind of conspiracies everywhere. And that's really what you have to push against. You have to like, like say, wait, because this other stuff is true, Mm -hmm. it doesn't follow that every other extraordinary claim is, you know, being squelched by a conspiracy. Or document the pattern. I mean, there is, there are plenty of patterns that are documentable about the way that the government and media and social media in particular, and also uh, academia conspired to quash um, voices that were saying things that weren't favored having to do with COVID. I mean, Rand Paul was booted off of YouTube for saying that masks aren't, cloth masks aren't safe. People are booted off a lot of things for having the wrong opinion. And I'll give you an example of this that you probably don't know about that um, it just popped up. And uh, this is a baseball-related thing, so I'll tell you about it. Uh, this is this afternoon. Um, uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher, uh, Anthony Bass. dfa uh, He was uh, released yeah. today because he shared a post on Instagram about the Target and Bud Light boycotts, uh, which he supported. And... You know, it's there's a lot of people who support this. Uh, so many people, in fact, that the bottom lines of both of these companies have taken huge hits. Huge. So it's not it's not like a fringe position as much as people want this to be, or people in the front office of the Toronto Blue Jays want this to be. Um, and he said uh, that he stood by his personal beliefs, but he did the thing that is never advisable these days because you're still going to get fired. He also said that he's quote working hard to educate himself and including meeting with the executive director of activist group pride Toronto. This mm. is, this is what Ethan Strauss says. This yeah. is remember uh, yeah. his strategy is that never apologize. Actually, it doesn't matter because they don't want an apology. They want your head on a pike yeah. and his head's on a pike. This right. is an opinion that does not have anything to do with baseball. Uh, I guess there was somebody throwing out a first pitch who was a, you know, as a part of pride, uh, it, it, by the they, way, they had designated him to catch the first pitch as a way of public Kind of like, I'm going to swallow the humiliation uh, kind of thing. He already did his apology tour. And instead, right before the game and doing that, they just released him. Yes. Designated him for assignment. So like he now doesn't have a job. 
But the person, I don't know if this even is relevant. Is the the person is 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 the person trans? Or is the person gay? I don't know. But, you know, he has an opinion. By the way, he could say nothing about trans people. It could just be like, I don't want the politicization. I don't know what the post he did was of Bud Light or Target or whatever. But um, to do that and uh, be cut from the baseball team suggests that baseball teams have politics and they should have, you should have uh, a certain politics if you're going to get called up from AAA. There should be a check on them. Like, what do you think about these issues before you get called up to the major leagues? Which sounds crazy, but... We said on the, um, not to go back to this issue because it's, it's boring at this point, but we said on the uh, um, subscriber podcast, I think it was a subscriber podcast, where I made a joke about, you know, the kind of transition from pride to day to a week to a month. And you guys made fun of me like, oh, you're going, there's nowhere to go. For, and I said, there's nowhere to go from here. A, a listener um, sent an email. Uh, this is absolutely true. Sent an email with a link to a Canadian government website in which uh, it refers to Pride season. So you've gone from day to week to month to now in Canada, Pride season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's summer. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Pride season. And it's the only some, uh, season that you're not sad in Canada. It is the expansion of this stuff that on the Canadian baseball team, um, the Canadian baseball team, uh, no Montreal Expos anymore. That's what you get. Uh, that's crazy to me that it's crazy did. to me. And um, it's, I, I'm sure the post I, I that he it, wrote was stupid, but I find it uh, really despicable and like, you know, forcing him to come out and apologize and then punishing him anyways for it, um, is, uh, you should, I mean, we're so far away from the days of Tim Hardaway. We've talked about that story from yeah. before. It's like mm-hmm. 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no, uh, grace on the other side of it. Unlike in that particular case where, Someone was fined and punished, but then like had um, some genuine dialogue and changed his mind, and it was kind of on benefit good. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, sent yeah. through the re-education camp yeah, at all. Sure, yeah, um, this is uh, this is terrible. But it's not about convincing people. Obviously, you're not trying to change their minds. You're trying to force them into a position, and which is a very different thing. And you're trying to advertise that this is the position that we all have. Yeah, now. And, and this it, is the only acceptable position. And this is um, that's not that's just that's not you, liberalism. That's not tolerance. No, 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 that's not how you do it. How you radicalize people? There's there is a there is a piece, uh, not a piece, um, but there's been some public polling that came out in the last like 48 hours about American. I think Pew Research came out with it mm-hmm. um, about public opinion having to do with the question uh, is I think uh, uh, is uh, gender um, you know a binary question or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And what they found is that basically every group um, showed a demonstrable increase in the people saying, yeah, that is nature, dude, Um, including especially younger people. Hmm. Younger people were up 14 percentage points in two years of, and I forget the exact wording of the question, and Moynihan's probably finding it as we speak, but uh, of like, is gender just sort of a natural binary? uh, It's assigned at birth. Um, and, uh, younger people still believe that less than older people, but they're up 14 percentage points. So you're saying that young people, despite all of our campaigns to help give them the right views, they've seen the bullshit. They are becoming more transphobic. (laughs) That's what you're saying. One way of putting it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, no, but that's it. I mean, it's actually, it's actually proof of the Moynihan theorem of like what happens when you smash people's faces in this for it's a long time. It's actually the Hitchens, the Hitchens, the yeah, Christopher Hitchens theorum. Yeah. 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 I mean, I got, I don't know if my 14 year old's listening to this at this point, um, probably, which is terrible. But, um, <laughs> I, I've watched that journey happen in the family. Let's yeah, just yeah. say, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, in in a, like a striking way. I heard this recently from someone who is a, a, a kind of an activist around these issues and who's actually telling me um, in the course of this conversation that she believes that I and we corporately, members of this fine podcast, mm-hmm. are insufficiently incensed and concerned about the various gender controversies that are playing out in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, in the course, in the course of saying so mentioned that there does seem to be some pretty strong indications that a lot of young people are turned off by the kind of tenor and nature of the, the kind of activist stuff that is happening in schools. Weirdly, um, and there's been a hell of a lot of protests, uh, a lot of, hell of a lot of protests this month, which uh, I mean makes sense because it's Pride Month, but also it's June, school's over. It's kind of amazing to see like parents outside, like having altercations with other groups of parents in Southern California. Well, in, not, in, let's, in, in let's get even more specific Maryland. in Glendale, <laughs> in but Glendale? also Montgomery County, Maryland. Where the Glendale I went to one was like <laughs> it was like the Armenian genocide. It was like yeah. there was like a Watch fight. It now uh, <laughs> that was. What? Because you don't believe it happened? <laughs> no, um, I'm kidding. But also, North Armenian Hol- listeners, I love you. Guys. North Hollywood too. So, like, they went in North Hollywood too. Yeah, no? that was the first yeah. one. That was yeah. like, but oh, but they, the, the one, the Glendale one was like, yeah, there was literally like a drone shot of it, and I was yeah. like, what is this? Like Zaporizhia? There's like Ukraine or something. They're just like grilling meats and onions. Literally, they're like, yeah, 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 exactly. And I should say, Montgomery County, I didn't see, I didn't see any actual physical altercations out there. There was in North Hollywood in Norlita High School. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, it's inevitable in a way that, you know, particularly because so much of this stuff that I've seen, you know, as this was becoming more of an issue, it just kind of came out of nowhere in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of interesting conversation to be had about how this became the issue. Like Mm -hmm. there was not as if there was a bunch of things that demanded this be the issue of the day. It's almost like it was the end of the road on gay rights and what a massive victory that was. So Mm -hmm. maybe maybe there's something else here. And it seemed to be that. But anyway, they, they, it, it's it's totally fascinating because I've been watching this stuff, particularly in Europe, a lot in, in England, where there's these uh, protests. And it's usually what I've seen in the past. It seems like it's changed here in the U.S., but it's on the, you know, pro. What, how do you even phrase this? The pro-trans? I don't think the other people are anti-trans. I don't even know. The trans rights extremist side. I'm sure. I mean, there are people <laughs> throwing punches. To, as opposed to the trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think there's some extremists that are going on in California really, throwing yeah. punches at, at Isn't really the actors. line like... Um, Don't punch people. Surgery for the boobies and the balls before age 18 or not. Yeah. That's really did, the line. did you see Louis' tweet about that? Was it actually Louis or like a fake Louis? No, it was actually, I thought it was actually Louis. Yeah, but like he had his uh, Twitter account. It's like, it's not really me or something. Oh, is that? It's a parody. Oh. So I can't be sure. Oh, that's a really good. uh, It's funny because there was a Trump truth social supposedly thing about Mark Meadows that was reported in the Independent UK and it turned out to be fake. Yeah. And it was actually quite funny. And it was like, Mark Meadows came to me like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have a job. And it's like, you know. It was like believable, but yeah, it was believable. Yeah, I don't think that Louis um, is on. No, uh, that, whoever that was, if that was him, um, had a perfectly like rational and normal thing. It pretty much describes my position as far as I can. Yeah, see. yeah, and I don't. It looks like it. Maybe it wasn't him because I don't see any reference to it. But uh, but yeah, so um, enough enough of that nonsense. But um, yeah, there's going to be endless conversations about that for forever. So. This anyway. is supposed to be quick. It's an hour forty. It's an hour and forty-five. So we should probably end it uh, yeah. here. Do that little thing that you say sometimes, right? When we're going to leave, but then you 
extend it. Well, there's one more thing. No, I got to go. We've been going for a we while started, We yeah. started late. and yeah. I, yeah. There's one more thing, religion. We've, we've been going for a while. But <laughs> Is I God real? <laughs> um, I've, I've had a lot of conversations about that today. And yesterday. Today? And yesterday. Yeah. What did your mom come up? No, I'm just you know, I'm doing the thing. I'm working oh, that's on the right. Thing. You're doing do, the thing. Do his mom's accent. Okay. Yeah. Guan Camille. <laughs> God Mama? is real. Mama? Yeah. <laughs> Ringo Seal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She would she would always say that earnestly. Yeah, well that's what I was saying. Not like yeah. uh, not that was not never use Lord's, it as a swear. That was not taking the Lord's name in vain. It was just and I mean I've said some some crazy things on this podcast. I've never said that. Really? I don't think so. What, Jesus Christ? I don't think so. Like, as a... So my scared. mother would come for me. But, like, even oh. if you're, like, exasperated. Do you say that in private, ever? If, it, if I did, I wouldn't admit it. Oh, you know, you, know, wow. <laughs> you didn't wow. ever do TV with Camille, except for a couple times, but, like, you should hear what he says when, like, the mic's off and, like, he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> it is gross. Yeah. It is gender. Do you, do you, ever, do you ever stop and be like, Oh, well, yeah, I suppose I do say that one thing. <laughs> it's not a catchphrase. Well, no, I've seen it, I've seen it on. not on TV. And I would, I've stopped him and be like, Camille, what are Chinese people? Like? And it's not actually, <laughs> I'm like, what? It's <laughs> not actually gendered. Yeah. Because right? no, it's not gendered. Well, so, okay. So the phrase is, see, we're doing the whole thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's slut whore. Which, what? yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> excuse it's, me? It's of my own coinage. What? That's, but that's a, neither, port, neither, portmanteau a, of my two favorite words. Neither a slut or a whore are what? necessarily a woman, Matt Welch. And I can't believe. Yeah. No, I am a man, actually. Hear those two <laughs> words is merged together yeah, yeah. as one. And you know, what is a woman? That movie? Yeah. I watched it on Twitter. You did watch it on Twitter? Yeah. When they re- reinstated it? I watched it. I was one of the, what, 798 million people who watched it. Yeah, Streisand effect on yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Are you going to replace me? Uh, no, no, we're not going to replace with you with a real woman. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, but I will say, I mean, it's not what I thought it would be. Oh. It's not nearly as like knives out, I'm stabbing you in the face as I would have expected. It was That's a never. little bit more... Um, delicate. More flies with honey. Uh, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, if people are watching that, uh, and it seems like a lot of people did, uh, I could imagine that that is, uh, is persuasive to plenty of people. Um, like, is it like a rigorous, uh, kind of scientific, or not even a rigorous philosophical examination of the issue? No, not really, but it doesn't have to be. But if you're a proponent of the perspective that one must embrace the new orthodoxy on these issues... And these people are supposed it? to be yeah. the defenders of those yeah, ideas. Yeah. It is a huge embarrassment for them. And I mean, for the most part, like you have people who, once they detect there's any sort of, and I mean, just kind of basic um, resistance to their perspective and point of view, like the response is, is flight, not fight. Mm-hmm. And the, the refinement of their answers in various cases. I mean, it's just, it kind of descends into something like a kind of madness very quickly. And it mm-hmm. is, I think it's, it's rather difficult to, to watch some of the, like the protest videos from some of these different um, schools where there were parents, um, uh, you know, assembled and activists assembled. And the parent groups who were concerned that there, there was too much of the gendered stuff taking, or the, the kind of, um, sexually themed content being introduced to students at particular ages certainly outnumbered the kind of pride activists in a lot of these cases. 
Um, it's hard to say that these people are just bigots, that they're monsters. It's increasingly complicated for people who care about these issues to be able to say that. Um, I mean, it's usually it's, just a way to shut down debate it's in, also, in either direction. Yeah, it's also, like, well, they're motivated by yeah, yeah. irrational hatred. So yeah, yeah. No, no point. I mean, and there were even acknowledgments from yeah. some of the school officials. Like, these people aren't, you know, it's it's unfortunate for them that they're on the side of white supremacists or the side that tr- white supremacists yeah. traditionally. That woman like, in, these was that the woman in that. Maryland who said that yeah. uh, about the Muslim yes. parents? Like, yeah. As Muslims, it's very unfortunate that you are sidling up next to white supremacy. And they're like, what? Yeah, you, you heard some about? groans. Yeah, yeah. Some groans when that was happening. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I, the language of I it. think there's another uh, element to it, uh, which is that, and I haven't seen it, and obviously I want Matt Walsh banished from the public square. I know you uh, do. Yeah. Uh, for personal reasons. But um, that it's actually an indictment of the sitting existing media, which is that where what is the documentary what is the program what is the what, what are you consuming that deals with a contested issue social issue about a norm that is changing in front of our eyes mm-hmm. where do you go what is what is the journalism that you're consuming about this what is it um mm-hmm. it's that he did it you didn't mm-hmm. the new york times didn't do that journalism or if they did i'm not aware of it uh, most uh, news organizations don't touch it. They allow the taboo to progress and change pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Well, what happens when you are the news organization that would handle something like that? Well, you do it and you get an enormous amount of blowback. And mm-hmm. that was 60 Minutes who did a thing on detransitioning. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the New York which, Times as well when they've done Yeah, some, they've, they're, their staff was protesting. But even just yeah. the question <laughs> of what is a woman, actually, that fundamental one. Right. right? Like you can – the detransitioning thing is – really a micro sliver of a micro sliver mm-hmm. it's important because it's symbolic and also because it involves kids. so are racist but um <laughs> like nazis uh, they're a micro sliver of a micro sliver there's not a lot of nazis in this country i mean you redefine it and there's a lot well i mean when like actual but, but you have to acknowledge a fact that white supremacy is the gravest threat to the united states Yes, yeah. particularly when they're trans. <laughs> trans Nazis are women and Nazis, and they're it's it's, it's violent, it's dangerous. Um, I want to do a follow up. What is a woman too? Yeah, in which I just go around trying to like mac on women, and when they reject me, I tell them they're not women. <laughs> they're not real women. If you, you were know, a real, you were a real oh, woman, you would yeah. understand exactly yeah. what you're getting right here. Joe Biden tried that, Nick gave him the presidency of the United exactly. States. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sniffing, sniffing people's hair. I'm like, are you a woman? Like, Get away from me, creep. I'm like, no, you're not. Apparently not. Apparently not. What is the standard oh, I'm using? I don't know. Yeah. But neither do you. So, <laughs> what is woman two coming out to a theater near you soon oh man i thought we were going we were supposed to go what was it was now. it secret was that the deodorant that was like ph balance ph for balance a woman? For, yeah, yeah strong, strong enough, enough for a man. man strong enough for uh, a man but uh, made for uh, a woman yeah. strong enough for somebody with testicles but made for somebody that has a uterus i mm. think is how you would phrase it name any man including yeah. the people at this table who have not used secret i've used it. i've had to use it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't well, I mean, name a ad, single other the ad said it was strong enough and i was out exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I, I, I've used it but i've never had to use it yeah i've just used it. you just <laughs> like that you yeah. like the scent i was like this is strong yeah. enough for me you like and the scent. then that's, the ladies are like fine. you smell like me and i'm like exactly that's fine uh, gender is are you a, a woman construct gender is a using secret is a choice secret the official deodorant of the fifth column podcast exactly bye you want to I want a sponsorship. Bye. Bye. We know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horse.